Kia ora, koutou. Welcome everyone to um, part three of um, Mama's Lockdown and Me. I am so excited. I've got this like pre-Christmas rumble in my tummy about the, the person I'm going to talk to. Um, I am very privileged, a very busy woman, um, to sit and talk to um, Madame Davidson of um, the co-leader of the Green Party, who is uh, Mama of Six. Go figure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Also, a uh, new thing I learned this morning, qualified aerobics instructor, <laughs> which we will talk about later. Um, and um, a really um, reason why I'm very excited is because of the work I do around family violence and sexual violence and your um, history and um, involvement in that movement and what's been going on in this country um and as you can hear i'm not from here but i am completely in love with this place um so first the first thing i ask is how are you but also then i ask again how are you <laughs> <laughs> i love that question i'm really good actually yeah. i it, isn't it isn't it a, this weird thing where i'm both grateful to be home because I don't normally get to be home. Yeah. And it's also bloody hard to be home. So I'm really good. Um, and, you know, I, I can't help this bit that I always say because, because I'm a politician. But I'm, I'm really good. And um, that actually uh, highlights even more how urgently I also feel about making sure that others are good because yeah. the reason why I'm good is because I, I have a warm safe secure home um, we have enough uh, income to buy kai and feed our family and pay yeah. our power bill yeah uh, and I'm in a loving environment I am in a place where I have loving relationships and connections to people so I am really really good and good. I am concerned uh, about wanting to make sure everyone else is really good and I know for a fact that they're not. Um, <laughs> so that's one of my, my uh, questions later on down the list is about who we're all worried about. Um, I just want you to, can you explain who's in your bubble? Oh, yes. Oh, so there's my husband and I. He's also working from home. Yeah. Uh, he works with emergency housing, transitional housing. Uh, there's... My oldest daughter, who's about to be 26, her partner and their baby, our first and only grandchild, uh, that we, we, as a bit of a bribe, I have to say, um, so baby's, she's coming up to 11 months, and we actually, we actually, well, I actually offered to give that, that family our master, the master bedroom, the big bedroom with the ensuite, um, and we've moved into what my husband calls the little flatting bedroom. Right. <laughs> So that they would stay. There's yeah. my three youngest who are 11, 12 and 14. Uh, the little baby is 11 months. And there's our dog, Nala, who is also the centre of the universe. And very so, the, the most, the most, the most, the most. <laughs> Um, her, her, that both my grandchildren, because the dog also belongs to um, my daughter and her partner. So I'm the nana of two, in fact. Uh, and that's our that's our bubble, and um, it's a it's a chaos, uh, loud, and very loving bubble, and I'm very grateful. Yeah. So what have you noticed? Have you noticed things? Yes. What have I noticed? Um, I've noticed how much hard work it is. So I don't normally, I'm not normally at home. I'm yeah. away a lot, a lot. 
And when I am away, I get to be so focused and busy and focused on my work. Um, that's what keeps me going through missing my family and feeling quite disconnected from them. Yeah. What I have noticed is how much work it is here to sustain this house, to keep people happy, even just to keep people clean and alive. Yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah, that's... Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's my, that's sometimes that's the standard, um, yeah. you know. I was I was sort of, and so I've noticed um, how constant it is to keep people fed and happy and alive and well in this household, in this very busy household. I've also, well, and um, I mean, I don't. I've I have had to keep working, so the the 12 and 14 hour days have had to continue. And what I've noticed is how hard it is to try and be here but not be here. Yeah. That has been quite that has been quite difficult. Whereas when I'm away, at least I don't have to yearn for my little grandchild who's crawling down the hallway when yeah. my kids are playing ball in the yard. Yeah. I can focus on. I don't feel like I'm missing out as much as I do when I'm here. And they're just out the doorway, and I know they're here, but I've still got to work. So that's yeah, those are a couple yeah. of things that I've yeah. noticed. And I think I, I've talked a lot to friends of mine who, um, you know, I was saying to you before, when when they announced level four, I burst into tears because it's, you know, it's like this is good, this is what we need to do. But the and my friends are well aware of my struggle with being a mom and the pull push of loving my work and loving being on my own um the dropping off at daycare and the big sigh you know i sit in the car and go okay this is my time now um, and that having to you know we i work for an organization who is dealing with the crazy struggles of people in the community and we meet every day and we work it out and i have to put the tv on and that guilt of that i, I want to be with you and i want to notice what you're doing and i want to help you and i want to yeah. do all that stuff but i can't and i also don't want to i don't want to yeah, sit right. and play with you at two o'clock in the afternoon i want to go and read my book i want to yeah. go and have a coffee yeah. on my own i want that real back and forth and i think that overwhelming feeling of emotion we feel about our kids and what we're you know, most people yeah. say, who I've spoken to, said they're going to be all right. They're going to be yeah. all right. They're learning about lots of things at the moment. They're, you know, my two-year-old asks me every day, are you all right? And I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you know. And that real back and forth. And also yeah. that role, the, the stuff around roles, which we talk about a lot of, at work, um, about, you know, we... We, we had it, me and my partner had it at the start. Well, whose work's more important? Who, who gets yeah. to, who has to look after the child now? Who has to take that meeting call? Well, I want to do that. Well, I want to do that. So how do you work out as a family <laughs> how you do that when you've probably not had to do that before? Well, you know what? So um, I mentioned that my husband is also working from home. We both work from home and we've, we're in a, a, a gorgeous warm um, modern home um, that we rent but it is only a four-bedroom home and so there's I don't have an office um, yeah. so I'm I'm sitting on my little small uh, bedroom on our bed and that proved to be not a very good guarantee for healthy backs and necks and shoulders no. so I'm now I've managed to put two stools together as a desk and have the kitchen chair in my little room because that's the only place place that I can find to be quiet but yeah. there was this day right at the start it's taken us probably till this time to set ourselves up to any sort of decent level right at the start my husband and I running around with our computers on our zoom calls both ran into the bedroom at 
the same time, trying to get away from the chaos, both ran into the bedroom at the same time, looked at each other and went, I've got a call. No, <laughs> I've got a call. Well, well, but I've got a call too, but, but so have I. Yeah. And we literally were fighting for quiet space. I think we ended up getting him shoved into the garage, which is also very noisy. But that's the literal struggle that we've been having. It's taken us this long to work yep. out our systems. Because I saw you, were you on a trampoline at one point. I I was doing a live recorded uh, Skype interview with my computer on the trampoline outside in the garden because that happened to be the quiet place at that time. I've tried a tent. I had a tent up in the backyard. Turns out that when the rain comes on a tent, very noisy. Happened to be on a uh, 100-person virtual town hall meeting at the time. Um, uh, The bed... The bed is not comfortable, as I said, so we're now at a sort of a thing where I'm on a chair with a couple of stools as a desk, and that's for my three-plus-hour daily select committee meetings that yeah. I'm on, which are yeah. public-facing, yeah. So, we um, look, you work, you do what you do. You work out what you work it out, and, you, and we're luckier than most. Uh, so I, I just want to say one thing. I happen to have started browsing, uh, what do you call them, like cabin office sites, <laughs> And fantasizing about plonking something in my garden. Oh my god! Yeah, to have my own space in my own room. Yeah, yeah. There's been apparently there's been a whole movement of people who just go and sit in their car and um, you know, outside the house. Done it. Yeah, and and the and and the kids go, "Where's mum gone?" And dad or whoever's at home says, "She's having her time." (laughs) Yeah, I I I try. I did one meeting from the car because that that actually ended up being at that moment the only quiet space that I could actually find yeah, um yeah. and and it, it, it's quite cramped in a car and it's quite yeah, hard yeah, to yeah, see yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah all these things eh? amazing I know, and people I know. around the people around the country are are working these things out and are having frustrations and laughs along the way I know and I also think a lot of the women I've talked to um a lot of them have relaxed, you know, that whole, like, um, so I've got this control over, I drop my kids at this time yeah. and then I go to the office and I've done my yoga and yes. I've done my, did, yes. did, did, and I'm like that, some of that's got to go. And they're like, I it's know and I'm go. really fighting against letting some of that go. And I've had to, and actually noticing that their children have relaxed, that their partners yeah. have relaxed, that the home feels slightly more relaxed, that everyone can go, Oh, actually mum's not in this juggle you know there's still the juggle but actually some of it's just gone do you know what it doesn't matter I was reporting to MSD in a meeting last week and I'd said to my husband you've got to keep the toddler away man I've got to do this report this is like really serious and halfway through she ran in and shouted mum I've weed on the carpet beautiful (laughs) and the representative just went meh do you know what do you know what we were on select committee last week and the minister of that very department, um, amazing. Um, there she is. There's Carmel at home, uh, beaming into the select committee in front yeah. of the nation. And yeah. during her submission, one of her children ran into the office. And all of a sudden, you, you see her look up. And then while she's trying to give her submission, you see her look up and she goes, one moment, I just have a child I need to remove. And you know, <laughs> these are the things. We, we, these are the things that we're all having to I was yeah. on a virtual town hall on Thursday night with my co-leader James Shaw and a couple of times through that meeting you see me lift my eyes up above my computer bless my family you know 
on that Thursday in particular, I had no gaps in my diary and therefore no proper food space. So my family were, we're bringing, bringing food in things, and put, plumping it down next to me, next to my Zoom calls, and um, and so that I would have some food somewhere along the way. So that you've, you've got me looking at people plonking down food on my bed so I could eat. I love you know, it. and yeah. this is this is the support that also that yeah. my family yeah. has been providing me. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah. what, um, what do you worry about? So, for, you know, probably similar to me, I worry about people who are in houses that have to stay in houses who don't normally yes. get some space about those teenagers who don't want to be in those places where it's crappy or they want to go and see their friends because that's the time they have or they're not seeing those teachers that they absolutely adore and it's their only time during yeah. the day that they get that break. Um, I sit and worry about those people. Well, I'll start from my own house. I guess I could have answered this part when you said, what What have you noticed? Um, the, when my children, when a couple of them in particular, started going a little withdrawn and silent, that worried me. And I realised that my husband and I needed to just check in a little more intrusively, I suppose you could say, yeah. um, and, and just sort of make sure that, that they know that this is not this is not ordinary and that it's absolutely fine to feel whatever it is that they're feeling. We know for a fact that they're missing their friends, they're missing those connections, that um, it gets mundane and weird all day here in the home. Yeah. We make extra effort to take them out to do our state-sanctioned walk, as others are calling it, yeah. uh, to, to be able to get out in the yard and throw a ball around. But the withdrawn stuff was a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And I worry about that, um, that break in social connection. Uh, I've always said from the start that, you know, the stay home mes message is absolutely right, stay home. But we, we, we needed to acknowledge from the get-go that not, firstly, not everyone has a home. Yeah. Secondly, not everyone has a safe home. Yeah. And my husband and I, we talk about this on our walks in particular all the time, that we just take for granted that, well, right now at least, we are in loving, trusting relationships. We are in a loving, trusting relationship with each other and with our children. And imagine if you had anything less Imagine, yeah. you know, imagine if you were, did not have a safe home to stay home at. Imagine if you did not have a home to stay home at. And, I, and I'm really pleased that we as a government have um, actually just pulled finger and, and gotten people into places and we've, yeah. we've acquired motels and whatever the heck we need to to yeah. get people yeah. into homes. Yeah. I am thankful that people like Jan Logie uh, and Andrew Little have been working on a specific domestic violence response through this, making yeah. sure that people know that even though we are at Alert 4, that all of the services like the services you work with, Jane, um, are still here and have to be here and are available yeah. um, to help give people the support um, who are living in, in violent and abusive relationships. Yeah. And, and so I'm glad that there is work happening, but those are the, 
that, that's primarily what I'm getting up for every day is for those I, people who are not safe. I also think that the, the real sh shift for us in, a, in an organization has been the feeling of humanity about those people, yeah. whether yeah. they're working stuff out, whether they're in something that's not good. Um, you know, they, like, you know, we work with, we do programs with people coming through corrections or the court and the, and the, and the, the feeling of if you get just 15 minutes with that person, just yeah. find out how they're going. Don't worry about programs yeah. and sticking to guide. Yeah. Just right. find out how those people are feeling. And, you know, the real big thing we've been talking about through Tornest particularly is people have got a teacups worth of energy and we're trying to pour a massive mm -hmm. bucket full of water in it. Yes. And constantly yes. reminding yourself that people, your friends, your whanau, your, um, you know, the people that you're working with, they can't, they can only manage this much. And that, that real humility is, is so huge in this country um, at the minute, surrounded by lots of stuff that's still going on. But I just think it's huge, especially coming from a country where, oh, God, I'm so glad I'm not there at the minute. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm so glad I'm not there at the minute. The le leadership of people yeah. who are standing up every day saying, this is what's happening and this is what's going on and this is what you need and what do you need, it, it's, it's been overwhelming for, for us in an organisation like that. really has. So um, Yeah, that's so important. It is so important. And, and I think... I wanted to ask you whether or not you've relaxed. I don't think relax is the wrong word, but kind of relax into it, into what's going on or has it fired you up even more to talk about? Because we know from this, the people who work those jobs and who do those tasks will be the people who are hit. You know, the people who are in low paying income jobs, the people who are in crappy housing, they're going to be hit by this so much harder. And, and we forget, it's like we forget about, yeah, those people are going, still going to work every day and putting themselves at risk every day. And when we come yeah. out of this and we're, you know, we, I am happy and healthy because I've been in my nice warm house. Those people are going to be the people who are in hospital. Yeah, yeah. I'm so two things are true and really going to sound like a politician here, but I'm both relieved at the direction and the leadership that our country has taken. Of course, none of it was ever going to be perfect and sorted. We did things under urgency. We did things quickly and it's a changing beast, this that is happening to us at yeah. the moment. I'm relieved with the leadership and the care and the compassion that we have taken our approach with, that everyone's lives matter. Uh, I'm also more urgently determined to make, to, to, I guess, take this opportunity and continue to fight for our collective health and well-being. Yeah. And that none of us are healthy unless all of us are healthy. None of us are well unless all of us are well. And we're seeing that right now. I, <laughs> I think that many of us understand that when we, when we come back out of the emergency and the alert sort of system and, and situation, what do we want as a country? How can we continue with the collective compassion and care to make sure everyone can live decent lives, to make yeah. sure that we are yeah. valuing our care workers, oh my gosh, our in-home <laughs> care workers, yeah. majority of who are women um, who yeah. have been undervalued, underpaid, under-supported forever. Though we're seeing, so we're seeing a sort of a, a gender perspective come through in the yeah. types of works 
work that is valued and important. We're seeing a, a low income workers. There's, there's one essential worker behind me, it. my husband, <laughs> cruising on past, <laughs> waving. Um, we're understanding that the way that we have defined who is valuable and who is making a contribution really needs to really yeah. needs some thought. And I'm pleased that we have got this. I want to make sure that we really do hold on to that concept of everyone making valuable contributions yeah. um, rather than a narrow definition of success yeah. and um, who, who is important that we've had for far too long. God, there's going to be some good reports written after this, eh? <laughs> I'm like Enduring. a report girl. Oh, my God, yeah. so much. Like, so much. Yeah. Um, I suppose um, the last thing I want to talk about is the important thing. What have you been watching or listening <gasps> to? Yeah, that is so important, I tell you. Whew, what have, um, I, I will admit to going to Netflix when I can, uh, when I get the opportunity. And I, I guess I use it, uh, like many do, as escapism. Yeah. Uh, so I like a bit of blacklist. I, I really like things that... Um, are entertaining and yeah. quite funny. I've been watching um, Blacklist. Oh, and Occupied. And Ooh. I guess that's not. I guess that's not really escapism. It actually is about a green politician, uh, prime minister, who um, in Norway, who ended oil and gas production in his country and the ensuing political. Chaos. That yeah, was totally relaxing there, man. Yeah, totally, totally, relaxed. totally, totally <laughs> escapism. Not, not connected at all to my reality. Um, but very entertaining, I think. And uh, and so those are the sorts of things I've been um, relaxing to when I get the chance. When you get the chance. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So the last thing I do um, is I do quick fire. Oh, very easy. Okay. Are you ready? Right. Uh, or, or, orange or apple? Oh, it's orange. It's orange. Dog or cat? Oh, it's dog. It's dog. Um, mountain or beach? <gasps> it's beach. Uh, electric bike or standard? No, no, electric all the way. I'm sorry. I can't enjoy riding, actual riding. I've got me to and have my, an Me and my cat. partner have this argument about the, the two. Uh, cold <laughs> beer or a hot cup of tea? No, it's hot cup of tea every time. Uh, and which peanut butter do you favour? Who? Uh, it. It's smooth and it's one moment. I have. I'm sorry. I have to quickly. No, no. Go to I my knew cupboard. you were a peanut butter girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's smooth and look at the cupboard full full of several jars. Oh, that's oh, a crunchy one because that's my son. That's my son. But that's the um picks. You see, I always, I always said if some, if you meet somebody who eats smooth peanut butter, they are not to be trusted. <laughs> yeah. See, I totally get that analysis. <laughs> Um, and my 14-year-old son would say exactly the same thing. I love it. Um, one, if you had to listen to one album for the rest of lockdown, what would it be? Oh, probably Anika Moore. Anything oh, Anika Moore. She's hopefully yeah. going to be on here soon, so I'm very yeah. excited. I know. Yeah. Um, well, Marama, thank you so much for the oh, corridor and the... Aroha that you show. Um, I am so thankful that you've met, met with us. And uh, us, like, there's just me in this room. Um, oh, there's always an us. I know, there's always an us. Uh, go and enjoy your Monday, whatever you may do. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. It's been such a, 
Thanks, such a pleasure to talk about things.